You're listening to Pixelated Audio Music Disc Volume 4. Welcome to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your host today. I'm Brian. This is Gene. Hey there. And we are doing another Pixelated Audio music disc. This is volume four. We've done three already. If you haven't listened to those, go take a, a listen. There's some really, really great stuff we've covered so far. And today uh, is no exception. We've got a really fun music disc, and this is from a Magical Musion Depot, volume three. And this was released by Active Gamers in 1996 for the PC-88. And uh, the track that brought us in, that was titled The Second Mission, composed by NT3. What'd you think, dude? You know, at first I was expecting it to be kind of sort of a generic dance tune, but it does a lot of stuff to keep it interesting throughout the track. I mean, a yeah. lot of little changes. It's still got a pretty consistent groove all the way through, but I really liked it. Yeah, a little bit boring intro and a little bit... Um, it's just not nothing special, but then when it kicks up and you start getting those those background kind of piano chords like that, 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 I just love it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's some twinkly stereo effects that really made me smile as the track went on. And it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, I got this. I, I see why this track is fun. This is a nice one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about uh, a Magical Musion Depot Volume 3. And this is a three part series that was put out by Active Gamers which was a really, really big doujin group. They released, I don't know, like 25 different music discs, a lot of different things like, um, I think, Extra Disc. They did a whole kind of collection of that. They did 
Um, I think there was a Sorcerian disc they did. It, they were all over the place and it was mostly put together by one guy, which is NT3. I don't have a name for him. He's as anonymous as you can be, but he still has uh, stuff like on SoundCloud that he releases every now and then. Uh, not always PC-88 stuff, mm -hmm. but a lot of, you know, kind of more new age, kind of jazzy, and even, even some like, I want to say like Toho style, like really doujin gamey shooter, yeah, yeah. bullet hell kind of stuff. It's cool that he's still making tracks though. I mean, this was, you know, 20 something years ago. Right, 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 right. So there's a bunch of people involved in this disc. And what he would do is he would get uh, a bunch of different doujin groups or friends of his and collaborate on, on certain projects. So this one, uh, this series, the Magical Musion Depot, it's kind of the same guys throughout maybe a few different new guests so nt3 he was the programmer and did most everything he was the leader of the group there was monden amako nigo osato mkr he was the programmer for frost dos which is the the operating system that this runs on mm -hmm. uh shiner jny yon stradivarius messiah saito anima unira and moru and uh, so, yeah, all these people, I think Masaya Saito, I think there's one more that like we actually have a name to associate with. But a lot of these guys would go on to do uh, things like I, I noticed some of them were doing anime work and stuff now. Hmm. They still use the alias uh, in places that I could find. So really hard to tie down an actual name. But this disc is using PMD version 3.9. We've talked about PMD uh, Kaja's driver many times on the show. We had him on for Hole Chaser which was episode 68. It was so long ago, I'd have to look back. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I, you know, I don't really know a lot of these guys. I don't really recognize the names. And you probably wouldn't because they, these this doujin group was really like, it was a hobby thing. And a lot of them branched off outside of games or turned into like, like more on the anime side or producer roles and stuff like that from what I can find so far. So maybe that's why, like, I didn't see much game stuff from anyone here. That makes sense. I mean, you talk about it on Impulse Project. It's the same kind of thing. Like, a lot of these folks, it's kind of like, this is almost parallel to games in a way. They're using the, the, the hardware at the time. But, you know, only a small subset of them end up actually going into making game music. So maybe probably just hobbyist programmers and musicians. I love the music discs. I think it's a really cool concept. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And you know what? This is really crazy because this is 1996. This was really, this is really late. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't it the system came out in the 80s, right? Mid -80s? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it the fact that they're, they're still putting these out, I mean, it's relatively, you know, past its prime at this point, but the fact they're still doing stuff uh, for it this late in the game is pretty pretty incredible active gamers itself is a long-running doujin circle i mentioned that earlier and they've done so many different music discs they've started or they they were formed by nt3 in 1990 and so this is six years after the the group had you know been working together and doing stuff so they probably know, worked together for a while at this point now and and by 1996 they already had like you know a few dozen discs out so um, they were releasing a lot of these. I think uh, this one specifically was at uh, Comiquette, but the, the disc is really fun. It's got almost no graphics. The graphics are kind of, mm, but the music is what shines and we got a lot of stuff to go through today. Uh, this is gonna be a shorter show, just like all of our music discs are, but uh, I think you guys are gonna find some, some really fun stuff on the 
OPNA, which we uh, we all adore at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's a great chip. A lot of great music on it. Yeah. So uh, this track, uh, Second Mission, there are some liner notes for each of the tracks. There's um, kind of a little blurb on uh, what was uh, going through the composer's mind when they put this together. And uh, a few things I pulled out here is he said that this song is something kind of slightly out of my typical genre. It's a nice little loop using the 86 board, which is the OPNA. Uh, it isn't that bad, but I cried after hearing the <laughs> OPN version because I had to cut most of the supporting channels. Yeah, it's hard so. to go back, isn't it? You have, what is it, like 16? It's, you have quite a lot of channels, and then you have to go to like six. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, look, the OPN is very strong, uh, is very strong hardware on its own. But like when you're coming from 16 channels to six is... Uh, kind of a, a system shock i think you know it's, it's easier to go up right you have a lot more flexibility versus like losing all of that so uh, i can see why he wrote that <laughs> <laughs> well uh gene and i went through this disc together and we picked out some of our favorite tracks from it uh a lot of these are kind of sequential so this next track is also composed by nt3 and it's called hangout so let's take a listen and we'll be right back That was Hangout, composed by NT3 for Imagical Musion Depot Volume 3 on the OPNA. This is a pretty rockin' track. I like it. A uh, lot of energy. A lot of energy. Yeah, you know, something I noticed about both of these tracks is there's like that, there's that very video gamey vibe, but there's definitely an original, like, there's a, he's got his own spin on it. Like, I definitely hear his voice coming through these tracks. I think so, too. He, he has some notes here. He says, uh, three channels for the guitar backing. Uh, he says it's it's a bit much, but in order to make effective use of those limited channels, the chords have to kind of straddle that single high running octave. 
Uh, there's only five channels used in the second half because of the solo. The OPN version uh, had to take out the drum and bass and put them on the PSG because it's nearly impossible with that sound source to create the same sound. Makes sense? Again, limited channels. On the OPN. Yeah, we should probably talk about that because this is the second time he's mentioned trying to cram it into that the OPNA sound source or yeah. the OPN sound source, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one thing I wanted to bring up here, kind of about NT3, he does have kind of a like an intro, a preamble to this music disc. He says, I started playing with computers in fifth grade. The machines I've used are also the original PC-8801, so like the very stock first one. The PC-8801MH, FA, MA2, and the Sharp X68000 Super. Uh, also a PC-286UX, a PC-9821AP2, which is the exact same machine I have over there, and uh, also Family Basic. He, 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 that's what he had in the, that's the translation. Uh, and then he uh, started composing music in high school about eight years prior to this disc. So 1996, he was probably in his early 20s uh, when he put this thing together. So, yeah. I, 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 it's kind of funny hearing somebody talking about all the various Japanese models of computer because like most of them I've never even heard of. But I imagine it's like, oh, yeah, I had a Pentium 2, a Pentium 3, you know, Acceleron processor. Uh, like, yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Indeed. when the MacBook Pro, the Pro Duo was like the big deal. Oh, dual yeah. Dual core yeah, processors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Good times in the early PC world. <laughs> oh, man. I miss those days. Anyways, uh, let's get into our next track. What do we got, Gene? We have... Oh, and it says right here. I couldn't read the Japanese, but it says Tricky. I translated it for you, too. <laughs> yeah. We have Tricky, also by NT3.
That was Tricky, composed by NT3 for Magical Musion Depot Volume 3 by Active Gamers. What do you think? I like this one. This is fun. This is. I, at first, I was thinking it was going to be like a Run DMC track, but... <laughs> You know, I uh, I really like the note on this one because I definitely felt it as I was listening. It's a little bit disjointed. It's kind of an odd track compared to the first two. Same guy, but y- yeah, yeah, very yeah, different yeah. feel compared to the other two tracks. And there's some stuff that he wrote about uh, about this trick specifically. But real quick, I, I want to tell you um, the things that I like about it, which are really the that that really sawtoothy, buzzy back end. It's very low. And then the horn section is really cool. It's it, it's like just supporting, but it just makes everything feel kind of like a like a like a busy, lively street. Like this would be perfect in a game, I think. Like I yeah. think it would fit really well. I, the part about two thirds of the way through, I mean, you know, I like groove, but when that bass comes in and it's sort oh, of like do 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 do, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, and everything's building up on top of it. That part's really cool. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, back to his notes here. He says, uh, when I write when I write a song, I usually do it horizontally. And what I mean by this is I make the melody first all the way to the end, and then I add the bass, etc. But for a change of pace, I thought about doing it vertically by doing four bars at a time. This ended up being a bad idea because it would get late, I'd go to sleep, or a few days would go by, and I'd have to kind of start where I left off, and this made the track a bit disjointed. And the melody ended up being pretty strange as a result. Listen closely, and you can probably count the number of different songs in this single track because I couldn't really collect my thoughts over the course of a few days. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Like, get a few different different grooves within this this track. I did- yeah, I mean, you can definitely hear the individual sections. Like, oh, this is the start of a new musical idea. It's there's almost no connective tissue between some of those, and I don't mind actually. No, like, no, not at all. Sometimes you can staple ideas together, and it works. I mean, it worked well enough. But I totally get that. Having written music, uh, it's very easy to kind of lose your train of thought. And uh, I, I actually agree. It's easier to write sort of horizontally, as he says. I'll, oftentimes, I'll start with like a bass, bass, you know, like a bass and drums, and then build up from there. But I can imagine it was cool that he's trying a new approach, but I can imagine it wouldn't work out for a first time. Right, right, right. See, I would think of doing it like that, too. I'd start with like the bass and drums first, create a good groove, and then on top of that, start layering on your, your harmony melody. Um, I wouldn't think about doing it the other way. Start with a melody first, but yeah, sure. If you're really good at writing melodies, then by all means, it's definitely an acquired skill. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of demo scene stuff that we listen to, I, I can tell that it was probably composed not all the way through to the end. It was mostly, you know, composed in sections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's these different kind of cognitive ideas that that how, somehow piece together pretty well. But anyways, interesting track. Let's move on to our next one. This is called Stranger. And this is by an artist we haven't heard from yet called Monden.
All right, that was Stranger from Monden on the Magical Musion Depot Volume 3 disc by Active Gamers. That's great, man. That's uh, that's, that's a really good track. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cool bouncy stuff going on in that mid-range and, yeah. and then before the melody takes over, which is... It's a pretty good melody, actually. Yeah, I, no, definitely. the sound design for this is incredible, man. He did a great job. And I I really, really like the delicacy of the PSG in this, too. It's just so, it's so subtle in the background. Yeah, some good horn patches. And I especially loved, towards the second half of the track, there was those syncopated ba-da-ba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked really well. Yeah, yeah. The solo, too, when it starts getting up in the really high registers it starts distorting and it gets grungy and it's not just like this really piercing uh, square wave. It's more, it just has this gritty timbre to it. And I like that. It just, we don't hear that as much. Usually when, you know, solos go way up, they just have this really kind of beep, you know, sound, but this is really like, mm, you know, I like that. It didn't cool. feel like it was shrill to the ears though, which is nice. Cause some, some of those FM patches can get really grating, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Totally. He has some notes here. He says, I wrote this song and I thought it was pretty cool, but in the back of my mind, it was kind of familiar. Uh, but when I sent this off to Andy three, the leader that we talked about uh, for the disc, uh, then I realized, oh man, this has some parts or phrases from the scheme, specifically behind the scheme part two. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of that stuff gets stuck in your head and you're like, you're, you think you come up with it on your own, but you're like, oh, this is so good. And then you realize you kind of just like have something stuck in your head when you're writing. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> sometimes I'm driving to work and, you know, I have some, some tune, some melody in my head. And I'm like, oh, man, did I just like invent like the coolest track? And then sure enough, I sing it again. And I'm like, oh, no, that's from this game. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into our next track. This is another one by Monden. This is called Eurodance. Eurodance. Let's get to it. Eurodance by Monden from the Active Gamers. Pretty fun track. It almost sounds like a, almost sounds like an ease track at like one fifth the speed. It's a kind of a pretty standard Italo disco track. If yeah, familiar with that genre. But you know, to be honest, I like the other one a little bit better by Monden. Yeah, oh, I, I like the other ones. Yeah, all of them a lot better. This is it's still it's so it's so unique for the rest of the disc. There's nothing really that, that has this kind of jazzy Euro disco pop to it. So uh, we wanted to throw this one in. But uh, he does say here that this was an older tune of mine that I completely redid. This time going for more of a Euro dance feel. I think that the distinctive timbre of the FM sound sources matches well. I made the rhythm first, so the melody isn't that clear. 
makes sense. It, it loops pretty early. We thought we thought we heard more than you know. We thought we cut it a little bit short there, but no, it's just a shorter loop. Yeah, I think the the sounds weren't quite as balanced in this one. I heard like some of those orchestra hits, and they kind of were just like bleeding into other tracks. I think it's obvious it's a little bit more of an old tune. You know, you can revise it, but you know, composition and arrangement were, were solid. But it was not my favorite. You know? Yeah, yeah. Maybe this next one will uh, hit all the right notes. This is called Bad Scheme. Another one by Monden. scheme by monden from active gamers yeah he said i made this one with the attempt to do something strange and it turned out more unusual than i thought it's a little bit it's kind of got a little spooky vibe to it yeah it's kind of there he's exploring some weird ideas there i like it though short yeah, it, short and sweet short and sweet yeah i i think again hit this guy's really good with sound design and uh the melody just always kind of works out in a weird way uh, this is this is a very strange track, but something about it is just so awesome. Yeah, those runs up the keyboard, they they work, but I mean, I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, I could probably <laughs> spend time to analyze it, but it sort of it just sticks out as this almost like uncharacteristic thing, and then he just kind of runs with it, which you know, go with it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, you know, the beginning part too, it's like, it goes into the, it's almost like a chromatic kind of like wavering note. It's, it's a little bit uneasy and unsettling. And I think that's where the first idea of the track was. I think it changed. Cause I think in that beginning part, 
He was going for something strange, and then it morphed, morphed into something even stranger, but like not with the original focus. Because if you listen to the beginning part, it doesn't really have the same oddity as like the mid section of the track. Do you yeah, get that there's, too? there's two sort of big ideas. It sounds like the first track was more of a dance tune, and the second one was more in that like we say this like Castlevania sort yeah, of vibe. Yeah, that. Yeah, a little bit more of that gothic thing. I gotta give props though to that little intro sound design thing. I always yeah, love yeah. it when they use the FM patches to make like weird noisy kind warbly kind of noise. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. That. So here's another one by Monden. This is called "Catch Me Tonight." So let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Catch Me Tonight, composed by Monden for Imagical Musion Depot Volume 3 by Active Gamers. I think that's the fourth track we've heard by him, but there's a lot of variety. I gotta say, like, really, really, I mean, they're all kind of in this dance realm, but they're all very different from each other. Man, this track would fit so well in OutRun. <laughs> you don't think so? You I, don't know, know, I don't know about OutRun. That's a little bit more of a Latin vibe, okay. usually. Okay, okay. But... I mean, I can see it working in a lot of places. Yeah, you know, when I first showed you this track, you were not too keen on it. You said, that bass is driving me nuts. <laughs> and you're like, ah, well, let's skip this one. Let's skip this one. And I was like, no. I, I, you know why? Because I think the melody is so great. And not that kind of um, that phrase that has the, the kind of squarish waves that gets really high. That is a little bit grindy for me. Like, it's, it's a little bit too high. 
as a simple kind of square wave. But um, the second pattern, the second part of the melody is just so jam and uh, it just hits all the right marks for me. It's really cool. Yeah, when we first listened to it, that fake ending kind of caught us. Like, oh, okay, it's the loop. But he actually, this is a nice little tag at the end, really, really takes it home. Yeah. I like that part a lot. It's really nice. I'll be honest, the bass grew on me over over a few listens. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you Thank were you. right. You're right. We should have included that's, it. That's my trick. I just played enough for you, <laughs> and you just, you you know, give in. Uh, he has some notes here. He says, the, uh, the image I had in mind here was the PC-88 hit Misty Blue, uh, which we know very well. Um, a bit of adult love, suspicion, thrill, suspense, all wrapped up in a trendy drama. All my favorite things in one place. <laughs> uh, the course of the song is the same as Killer of Volume One, so that's the you know the uh, magical Musion Depot Volume One. So they had that in there, and I guess he kind of took that out and reused it for this. He felt like he just changed the melody and was really proud of the pattern uh, that original one, so wanted to reuse it. And I think you know whatever re it's your own work reuse as much as you want like it's yeah good stuff. i know there's nobody says you can't rip yourself off right yeah that's <laughs> totally valid uh all right so we have another track here it's from another artist we haven't heard from yet called osato and the track's called urban cats was urban cats by osato uh you picked this track because you really really like this one first of all there wasn't i don't blame you i don't blame you there's nothing else like this uh on this music disc and this is pretty much distilled version of everything i like in music it's got (laughs) jazzy chords slightly off kilter percussion great melodies counter melodies i can go on and on this track has it all i love it oh man yeah it's a good track man i gotta say this is 
a good example of where the 2608 really shines in the percussion department. Having those built in, those baked in samples for the uh, the percussion line, it just makes everything sound so clean. The percussion in this is incredible. Really, now the, the, the snare in a few parts is a little bit meh. Could, they could have moved it around a little bit, but otherwise like the bass and stuff, that just is such a nice thud. It's so crisp and clean, I like it. I really love that snare sound though, the the sort of the timbre of it. It's it really fits with the kind of Latin jazz vibe that they've got going the whole way through. Yeah. You know, if I was in the band playing this, I would have been the dude on the on the keyboard playing the little PSG part that <laughs> in the background. That was cool. That was really cool. I was actually in an Afro-Cuban ensemble, and that was definitely me in the background, just like banging on the drums slightly at a time, <laughs> you know. It, but I mean, that was the that was the style Brazilian uh, music. You're not always supposed to be right on the beat. It's a little bit splashy, which I love that kind a little of bit off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah it's that. cool. Yeah. So he originally composed this in 1995, May. And he said the song was originally released in Summer Comiquette 95 in a CD MIDI album called At MIDI's Mind. Uh, but this is my attempt at an FM version. Actually, I thought it would be tough since the original had five sound sources to choose from, but this sounds very fine on the 86 board. And I agree. It sounds very full, very rich. Yeah, I I don't feel like there's anything missing from this track. Cool. I wonder what the MIDI version sounds like. We gotta track that down at some point. Should we mention the the whole three versions on the the music disc thing? We I sort of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but we didn't really go through it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was released. So this music disc, because it was out so late, they had every sound source really that was available on the platform to compose for. We're going to be mostly playing the OPNA version, but there's an OPN, an OPNA, and a speakboard version. And each of the versions, the speakboard and the OPNA are i mean they're the same thing one has um i think is dedicated like pcm versus 80 pcm i i personally like the uh the 86 board which is the same in the um, pc 98 it's like the pc 98 21 series it has that board and the reason why i like it is because i think the pcm is a little bit more clean and crisp than the 80 pcm that you get from the speak board yeah, I don't think it makes much of a difference on this music disc other than there's also the OPN version, which is all those stripped down ones. The thing is, though, the 2203 does have a really awesome place, depending on its usage. Now, this this was designed, I think, for OPNA, so we're getting kind of the best out of it. Some systems that, are, that were specifically designed for both, they have really good qualities on the OPN side. So it's you can't just blow off OPN just because it has less channels. Sometimes it works really, really well on that sound hardware and that oh, sound yeah. source. Don't get me wrong, we're all about, you know, various sound <laughs> configurations, but by ninety six most people probably were used to dealing with the you know the bigger chip. So Yeah. So let's get into our next track. This is composed by Masaya Saito and it's called Schizoid. <laughs> Thank you. 
That was Schizoid by Messiah Saito. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with this one. I I kind of like it. I kind of don't. It's, it is it is kind of schizoid, I guess. It's certainly pretty out there compared to a lot of the other stuff. It's, it's you know, it's, it's not more of the same. Yeah. I could say that. It's not that it's fast. It's that it feels rushed to me. I think that's what it is. I think it feels a little bit like... Like, the melody is kind of trying to go too fast for itself. Even the bass line has a little bit of an anxious vibe to it. Like, it's trying to yeah. figure out what it's... I, I, I mean, like that. Maybe that was the yeah. idea. I mean, the track's called Schizoid. I mean... It's... He committed, or, or they committed to the effect, anyway. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they were going for, I think they achieved it. Yeah, it says in the liner notes here, he says, uh, Think about the syncopation and the tonal changes. It was really tough to do this song. That's why I kind of hate it. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of song that I don't really want to listen to again. <laughs> I didn't do an OPN version, so if you have an, uh, if you don't have an 86 board, sorry. So there you go. Like There was only one way to hear this one, apparently. Pretty matter of fact <laughs> with that, uh, <laughs> that description there. You know, I even forgot what the liner notes said, so uh, I guess, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't listen to it again. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, fair it's enough. Okay. It's okay. You know, it's no, it's definitely not the best track on here, but I wanted to put it in because it had just such a such a different sound to it than a lot of the other stuff. So you know, variety is the spice of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this next track uh, is a lot slower. It's a really nice track, so we want to make sure we had it in there. It's called "Imada Minu Chino Hato Ni," composed by Yon. That was Imada Minu Chinohato Ni, composed by Yon. And uh, the translation is like, to the end of the land that we have yet to see, or something along those lines. What a title. This is a great track. This might be one of my favorite in the episode. 
Yeah, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, we have to put this one in the show. This is really good. Yeah, it's it's deep, it's sorrowful, and then it just builds. Like, you think you hear everything the track has to offer, and then it just gets fuller and fuller as it goes on. Yeah. Thank God for these liner notes, man. There's so much great information in here. He says, this started as an arrangement of a MIDI song, and even though it's using the 86 board, there's no PCM at all, which is pretty awesome because you know it's just using the generation of fm and psg and he said the melody all takes place on the psg nothing on the fm really effective use it's it's interesting we always see it the other way around usually the psg on you know the 2608 is a supporting role it's in the background and it's always great there too but you know kind of taking the the front and center stage is is really awesome kind of unique trait in this in this track there was this one moment in there that caught me a little bit by surprise. There's this really sawtoothy bass. It kind of sounds like a, if you know what the Game Boy bass channel sounds like. It's it's I think it's no, actually No, I don't. Can you explain? <laughs> it's it's just they got this sort of lo-fi grunginess to it, but you don't usually hear that sound at a FM. Like was, a really nice growl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was it, and um just overall a really fantastic track. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, let's move on to our next one. What do we got, Gene? So the next track in our second to last is Passed By by Anima. that was passed by composed by anima his real name is Ryo miuda and this was for a magical musion depot volume three by active gamers it was a fun track definitely got that sentai vibe i can imagine uh yeah, they all kind of do it if you if you want to think of sentai i guess they all they all kind of fit that maybe not the euro beat no no definitely not that slow track oh okay uh, that okay. was great fair but- enough I can imagine some, uh, you know, Voltron-style thing where, where they all join forces. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Well, you know, a lot of these these Dojin guys were really into anime, and that's kind of what sparked it, like the Kamiquets and getting together and, like, 
you know, creating graphics and stuff, much like how the European demo scene got together from gaming and creating, uh, you know, cracks and, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. hacking and, a little bit more of that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. So um, I could, I can see there's a lot of video game influence and maybe pop culture anime influence in a lot of these tracks. Makes sense. Sure. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Japanese city pop lately. <laughs> so <laughs> it comes back around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the notes say here, it starts with an A minor, G, and then an F. So yeah, just a simple chord progression. The ending's a bit too strong. Uh, I really wanted to use a C9 chord, but I don't think I quite got it. The drums are a bit atrocious. Uh, not much change from the OPN version. A few spots, the tone is a bit off, but it's even worse in the OPN. So I guess we're getting the best of... the the, that off tone or whatever. You know, this might be our last chance to say this, but I really love how revealing a lot of these liner notes are. Like, they're very honest about their process because it's just like regular folks. They're oh yeah, just like making the, music. The, you use a lot of slang, a lot of inside humor. Sometimes translating this stuff is a chore because I, I don't know what they're 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 making references to stuff like I wasn't in Japan in the nineties. I don't you know like I don't know like they're making some references to like certain uh, like singers or idols and stuff and like I don't know. Sometimes I'll just have to ask Aiko like, hey, what is it like? Who, <laughs> <laughs> who is this? And she's like, oh, yeah, it was a big thing. You know, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll like bring up some reference from the early 90s and like my wife doesn't know anything about it. She's like, I, I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to that, any of that stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have to have gone to another country for that kind of phenomenon. Right. And there's also a, like a subculture around the music disc or the doujin scene, too. There's a lot of like inside jokes that like I'm starting to kind of piece together I don't, I don't maybe not grasp the the full idea of like how they're joking about it but they're it's starting to wear off on me a little bit i'm like oh yeah they're saying that this guy's he always uses this you know goby or something like that now yeah. look at this poser he, you had to be there yeah <laughs> no, i mean trust me i'm i'm doing the best translations i can for this stuff but i mean a lot of it is just younger guys you know some of them are in high school so you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, the kids are saying these days. <laughs> or, or, or then. Or then. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, had a lot of fun talking music disc stuff with you today. Uh, very fun disc. Yeah, it was my first music disc on the show. I, I'd listened to the other three, but uh, it's a really cool concept. You get through a lot of really great music. And I, I, I have to say, since I didn't say it before, that slow track, uh, whose name I can't remember, if that were I in think a video, it was Yon, Yon. yeah, by Yon. If that were in a video game, somebody would be saying that's like one of my favorite pieces of music ever. I think so. It's it's really good it's for me. Probably the standout track and Urban Cats, definitely my two favorites. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in here. Oh, for absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. So today we covered the music disc, Imagical Musion Depot Volume Three by Active Gamers, released in 1996. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to know more about the show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for our show notes and the track lists. We can also be found on twitter and uh facebook and uh, all the other social media anyways thank you guys so much for listening and if you want to leave feedback or comments on the website that is great uh give us a review on itunes always appreciated want to give a shout out to wicked sephiroth left a comment for us on itunes it was really really cool and um otherwise yeah just uh you know check out our patreon if you want to help support the show yeah, if you like the music discs, uh, check out episodes 93, 80, 72. That's uh, going back a little bit in time, but, uh, you know, it's good to do another one of these. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have more. Um, I think there was a, a break, like a, 
like a time where we just didn't do them because we were really focusing on some game stuff. But every now and then, these are a lot of fun to do, and it's it's a very unexplored realm, I think. So bringing this to uh, other people's ears is always super fun to do. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we do have one extra track taking out the show. Uh, this is a fun one too. This is Yume no Naka no Chisai na Genjitsu, which is like the the smallest amount or this tiny bit of reality in a dream. And we think you guys are going to really like it. It's by NT3 again. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we'll see you back in a few weeks for the next episode. <laughs>